Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich, where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Everybody, it's me, Andrea Patrick, with Be the Brand TV and PB and Style Podcast, and we are here today with someone very special because she has an interest that is near and dear to my heart, and that is food, honey. Yes, we love food, um, and it is uh, Miss Alex Snodgrass, and she has a blog called The Defined Dish, and we're going to talk all about that. We're going to hear about how she got that blog started um, and how she's grown it, and most importantly, we're going to talk about food and how we can live our best lives and be our best selves in 2018. And that is also going to include possibly starting your own blog. So we'll see where that takes us. But for now, let's say a wonderful hello and thank you for being here to Miss Alex Snodgrass. Thank you for being here, lady. Thank you for having me. This is fun. <laughs> I am so glad. Okay. So briefly, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Alex and um, sort of how I came to know her and I'm giving you a little bit of background on her and then we're going to let her explain a little bit um, about her journey. So Alex is <clears throat> a native Texan who has um, who started her blog, The Defined Dish, with her sister originally, but she later took it over um, on her own. And she says that she has a love of cooking and being creative, which is something that we both have in common there, um, and that it just gives her so much joy to do. And during this interview, she's going to share a little bit of, of her journey with us, of how she got here, how she grew it, and then also how she came to this idea of living her best life and eating well, and how we can do the same, how we can live our best life, possibly through blogging, and definitely through eating better and uh, being more healthy. So again, thank you, Alex. Let's go ahead. Tell us a little bit about you and expand a little bit on how you created the Defined Dish with your sister. Okay, so like you said, my sister and I got started, and she was actually the original person, and she had this fitness blog. And, of course, along with fitness, important is eating healthy. And so I was always making these dishes, and she would kind of post them on her Instagram whenever Instagram first came about. And she was like, I think I'm going to make it an actual website and do it nice. Would you like to do it together? So that's why it's called The Defined Dish, because she was going to do the fitness I was going to do the food, but she got engaged soon after that and started um, doing all the wedding planning. And it was just blogging does take up a lot of time. And if you just don't have the heart into it, it gets old real quick. And so she um, after about two years, she didn't want to do it anymore. And that was the time for me. That was a huge turning point because I loved doing it and creating new recipes and sharing with people. And we were just starting to get going. And. I was like, I don't want to say goodbye. This is so much fun for me as a stay-at-home mom. And I think I'm going to, you know, right now reset, give it my touch and make it more me and do this a little bit, put a little bit more effort into it, be a little bit more consistent. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, work a little bit harder on it and make it a better blog. So that's whenever um, the Defined Dish with Alex really started and blossomed. <laughs> 
Well, I'll have to say, guys, you have to check out the Defined Dish because, <clears throat> excuse me, it is much more than um, a blog. It is really a place to sort of sit and just enjoy for a little while. And I recently did that. I've been following Alex on Instagram primarily um, because I started my own food journey um, back in October. And I originally saw her live. Well, I wouldn't say live, but she's on video with a friend of hers. Uh, and I was watching that video because I also follow that friend. And um, I thought, let me go and just check out her site because she was just, you know, really good, giving great information on that video. And so I went to go check it out. And it was right around the time that I changed my eating. And I love what you had to say. I loved um, the beautiful images. Oh, my gosh, if you guys haven't seen her Instagram, it mouth watering. So you have to go to the Defined Dish on Instagram if for no other reason than to see the pictures of the food. Even if you don't want to change your diet, it will make you hungry and make you want to eat. So that was kind of what drew me. And, um, and I just really wanted to talk to her because I felt like she had a lot to offer you guys, uh, listeners and viewers in the area of sort of revamping your dietary plan in, um, in the new year. So I want to talk about that with her um, just just briefly because upon more information and talking to her, I realized and looking at her website even more thoroughly, there is another angle to this that I want to cover with you guys because I know it's something that you may want in the new year as well. So we're going to hit that topic as well. But for now, let's just talk food and how we can make some major adjustments in our own diets to live a healthier lifestyle in 2018 or whatever new year, whenever you're looking at this. So um, tell me, let me ask you this question. Do you believe um, what one puts into their body contributes to authentic living? Oh, absolutely. And just like the old saying, your body is a temple, I really do think that it, just feeding your body clean food and feeling your best makes you a better person and you're going to be your best self and you're going to, you're not going to, I hate whenever I eat bad and I have that like, um, like I'm down on myself and I'm kind of mad at myself and you almost want to punish yourself. And I don't ever want to be in that place for the decisions that I can personally make, you know, and I love finding that balance and I love eating, you know, all sorts of, you know, pastas and pizzas whenever I know it's right, but just eating that every day, I don't feel good. And then I'm mad at myself and I hate that internal fight whenever I can control it. If I just make good decisions and I eat right, my brain feels good. I don't have that like, you know, self-punishment going on. And I love that, um, just like that clean state of mind. And I know for me, after I had kids, I started to have a little bit of anxiety, just motherhood and being in control of my diet and eating clean has made me feel so much better. And my mental clarity is just so good. And I don't have to, I don't have those anxiety spells that I used to have anymore, only based off my diet. So I am a, 100% firm believer that eating clean has, is huge for your true authentic self and just being your best self. You know, and it's funny that the, the way you describe that, and um, it really goes back to knowing yourself because, like you said, it's the different decisions and making those decisions. And it's do you want to feel better? Do you want to feel clean? When I started eating clean, I um, sort of equated it to before. I felt like a sink full of dirty dishwater. And then afterwards, I felt like the sink was really clean and sparkly and, and wonderful. And 
it's that feeling that I wanted to hold on to. And so again, it was knowing myself enough to know I didn't want to go back to the dirty dishwater. Exactly. I love the feeling of the clean, sparkly sink. So then I began to make decisions based on wanting to continue to feel like the clean, sparkly sink. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to get to the point where you recognize a change has to be made and that what you're doing currently isn't working for what you really and truly want in your life. It makes it easier to make those decisions, don't you? Yes, exactly. And that's why for me, the whole 30 was so good because for those 30 days, even though it was really hard, it definitely reset to make me realize, okay, this is what, this what feel, this is what feels good. And so whenever I get off and I don't feel good, I know I want, I don't want to feel like this. This is what I want. So I can get back on track and reset. And I think that's a lot. So many people ask me how to find balance and it's like, okay, you need to find, you need to really clean it up and be kind of hard on yourself at first. But then after that, you, it's, you learn to listen to your body. Don't you think you just are able to be like, oh, I feel like a dirty sink again. I don't want to feel like that. Let's clean it up this week. Let's kind of reset. And then it just kind of ebbs and flows after that, which is what I think balance is. You're absolutely right. That was one of my later questions. I was going to ask you to tell people um, some tips on how to find dietary balance. And I think you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where, you know, when you've sort of defined, <laughs> you know, yeah when you define how you want to live your life, whenever you find yourself veering off, off course, you always have that center to look back to and say, oh, no, 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 I've yeah. gone, I've strayed too far off. I gotta, yes. gotta get back on. And then you know how to do that, but it all goes back to recognizing that change in the first place and getting to that reset point where you have the feeling that you want. I find that that plays in just about everything, whether it's building a blog like you did or starting a new diet or, um, making a change in your life. It's about really knowing um, what it is you want that life to look like and then getting there or trying to get there so that you have sort of that, that I guess, the balance, the, the middle ground, so you know how to get back to it. Yes, and I think it's all about, and everyone, nowadays it's really becoming a new popular thing to set intentions, and I think it's so important to whatever you're doing, whether it's blogging or eating, to have your intention set for the week. Like on Sunday, I'm like, okay, I know that on Friday and Saturday, I'm going to some holiday parties where I'm going to be drinking wine and I'm probably going to be eating cheese and whatever they're serving. And so I'm going to make sure that until that Friday, I'm going to be my best self and I'm going to cook good, clean meals for my husband and I. So that way I'm not just feeling like crap on next Sunday where those two days, yeah, maybe I got a little bit off, but for the most part, whenever I'm in control, nice and clean, <laughs> you know, and it's just setting those intentions every week. You know what, guys, I hope you are hearing this because we talk about setting or being intentional in a lot of our podcasts and in a lot of the things that I put out there. Um, so now you see it's not just about being intentional in your business, but just being intentional in life. And again, it all goes back to knowing what you want that life to look like and understanding your value and the value that you have in, you know, in society period, just and standing on that and making decisions based on that so that you can always live your value. Mm -hmm. um, Alex, I say to my listeners all the time, you have to live your value, love yourself enough to be yourself and then lead with intention and purpose. And I don't think that that is just for entrepreneurs. That is for life. That's a life lesson. Um, and it really goes back to what you're saying in that you have to have a place to come back to. Like, you know, that you want to feel that cleanliness. You want to feel that 
um, the healthy uh, lifestyle. And so even when you do stray, you have that guy to go back to. Um, and so you don't let yourself go too far. I love that. And I think yeah, that's I agree. a great way for people to maintain that balance. Yeah. So let me say what I want to know when um, starting a new dietary plan. Okay, so we're going to, again, we're talking about that now. How important is it to be honest with yourself? I think that kind of talk goes back to what we were just talking about, being honest with yourself about your habits and your commitment to this change. So we need to know about that for the new year because yes. you know, some of us are going to, some of us are going to start. <laughs> yes. And I think it's so important to, again, set an intention and, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, I've heard from so-and-so my friends that the whole 30 diet is way to do it. January 1st hits and they're like, okay, I'm doing the whole 30, but they haven't read anything about it. They don't know anything about it. And they just, you know, you do have to dive in to a certain extent, but at the same time, if you don't do your own due diligence, you're not ready for it. You're not going to complete it. You're not going to be successful. And I think, again, it's that self-love and self-care. You need to do your research. You need to read a little bit, at least a little bit, mm -hmm. and be ready to take it on by yourself and not just depend on everybody to tell you how to do a Whole30. You know, so many people are like, where do I start? I'm like, okay, I'm here with so much resources for you, and I'm here to support you, but you have to, you have to do this yourself. This is you taking on this challenge. And the Whole30 community has it all laid out perfect for you. And so many other diets, not just Whole30. And you can Google these days and you can find out if, you know, that ingredient isn't allowed on the diet so easily. And so many people aren't willing to just take that on themselves. And they just lean on everybody else to get them through whatever dietary challenge it is. And it's so important to just take it on, do it all your best yourself, and then then go to those resources afterwards and like you said, it's just that self-love and self-care, I think. It's so important. Mm -hmm. You're right. And the commitment is, and the, like you said, you can't start the Whole30 on January 1 and you've not read anything about it because how yeah. are you going to know if it's something you can, you know, if I'm that, so, so full disclosure, my issue is sugar, right? Yes, I all of us. Love it's the devil. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I started the ketogenic diet because... I did not want to take uh, medication for diabetes. I and I wasn't diabetic, but I was just right over the numbers. And I was like, I'm not taking medication. So I found this this lifestyle of living. But I had been I had tried so many other things in the past, and I knew myself like I knew that if I felt hungry, or if I felt deprived, or if I felt like um, you know, you know the things weren't going to work for me, things I didn't eat, stuff like that, that it wasn't going to be sustainable for me. So again, knowing myself, mm -hmm. right, understanding myself, I knew my habits. Yeah. So I knew what I had to avoid, right? And I found a way to to stay committed to that that particular change. So you're right, you can't take somebody else's word for it. <laughs> you got to go yeah. do the research yeah. to find out how that's yeah. going to work with your personality and your habits. Yes. And if you know that you have a, a bad sugar habit or some people would even say addiction, I mean, we all have addictions to food and we have to be able to say, this is the thing that I need to get a grip up for grip on. And I think you really do have to just look yourself straight in the mirror and say, all right, we're going to do this. It's going to be hard, but let's go. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Okay. So how can, um, how did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to do the whole 30 and what suggestions would you give to someone to sort of find 
um, you know, the change that they might need in the new year that they might be looking for? You know, I found it because I just had my second daughter and my sister's wedding was like three or four months down the road. And I originally kind of did it for a weight loss diet, but it's ended up being so much more to me than that. It's like really just made me mentally and physically a better person. Um, but I think if you're going to take something on like the whole 30, like I said, you got to read, got to do your research, you know, get ready. Like I said, set your intentions at the beginning of the week. Meal planning is so important. Um, especially when you're doing your first whole 30 after you've done it once, it's like, I try to do one every January just to kind of set my year up, um, for, you know, clean eating and success. But now I don't have to do all that work and put all that effort into it. But the first time you really have to know this, it's going to be hard and you got to just take the time out of your day for yourself to get through it and just yeah. be as organized as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and it goes back to what you were saying before in the previous question. Um, <clears throat> and that you sort of have to know, like you said, do that research and know how that particular diet is going to work in your lifestyle yeah. and your preferences, because um, you can't just jump in off of what someone else says. Perfect example of that is my mom. Uh, she saw all the dishes like you. I was posting some of my pictures. Oh, thank you again for the collard green wrap. Let me just say that. I love you for that. Love you. Um, <laughs> love you, love you for that. Um, so my, I was posting all these pretty pictures of my food from the ketogenic, the keto reset diet is the one that I did for 21 days. And she was like, oh my God, I love this food. This looks so pretty. It looks so good. And she had started doing the fast metabolism diet or something. It's a blue yeah. book. Um, but she was doing, her blood sugar was higher than mine, but she was doing it because she wanted to lose weight. I was doing it because I just wanted to lower my blood sugar. But she said, I'm going to switch over to what you're doing because your food looks so good and your diet doesn't seem as restrictive as mine. And I'm going to try it. So she did. And even though she liked the food, she wasn't in a place to make the necessary adjustments for it to work. So she was here for Thanksgiving and she was, I mean, she was eating the sweet potato pie. She was making <laughs> She made the sweet potato pies and the pecan pies. She was eating the pound cake. She was eating the macaroni and cheese. Yeah, she wasn't committed to it. It just she liked the idea of it, but she wasn't committed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so she started complaining about how, you know, I'm not losing the weight that I want to lose. And so again, intentions. You wanted to lose weight, not lower your blood sugar. You weren't committed to um, the lifestyle change, you know, because you still wanted to have the same flavor, the same, you yes. wanted the same feelings that sugar gave you. Yeah. You weren't ready for the change. So it's important for you yeah. to sort of, like you said, understand your intentions. No, I agree. And I love Melissa Hartwick, who created the Whole30 Diet or Challenge. She gives a lot of tough love to her, to her followers. And she basically says, this isn't hard. This is you committing to something. You know, fighting cancer is hard. This isn't hard. Like you have to, if you're going to do this, stay committed to it and don't complain about it the way everyone around you, if you're doing a whole 30, you're like, oh, I wish I could have that creamer in my coffee. And I, you know, it's just, you're like, okay, shoot me. Like just, just quit. If you're going to commit to it, yes, you're going to have complaints, you know, here and there, but you got to really just, you just got to go full, full in, be strong and you've got to have the willpower to do it. You got to bite the bullet and just yeah. get her done. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, so how do you stay encouraged? What are some tips you can give us to stay encouraged? 
of hard, but how do we, when we don't want to not have the creamer in our coffee, but it gives us life and yes. then we can't have it for 30 days. You don't and that was one of the hardest things for me. I used to, I used to put so much milk in my coffee and that was the one thing that I was just like, oh, I miss milk in my coffee. And now I drink my coffee five. It's just like, after you break that habit for so long, all of a sudden you're like, oh, black coffee, if it's, if it's good coffee, it actually tastes pretty darn good. But I'd say the best thing to do is keep it new, keep it fresh. Like don't just grill 12 chicken breasts at the beginning of the week and roast a bunch of asparagus and eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And people, people just get so miserable with a diet like that. I'm like, this is why I like to create so many recipes that are 20 minute, 30 minute meals in one skillet or one pot so that, you know, even though you are probably, some people don't cook. So yes, that might be long for them, but that's a quick and easy meal. And I try to use as minimal ingredients as possible because some people just don't like to cook that much. And when you're doing a diet in Whole30, you've got to cook. But I think if you keep it fresh and take the time out to like cook with you know, your husband or your family and enjoy yourself a little bit d- during the process and not just like, oh, I've got to eat this grilled chicken again. <laughs> like keep it fresh, keep it new and find what works for you. Those easy skillet meals or the instant pot's great. That's the new big thing. So I'd say that's the best way to be. Well, guys, if you want to stay motivated and find beautiful dishes to create, go to her Instagram page, The Defined Dish, because it is the most beautiful pictures of food you will ever see in your life. And the, they're just, I mean, the collard green, I keep saying it, the collard green wrap, guys. If you are not a green, like a green eater, green leafy vegetable eater, which I always have been, and I love green leafy vegetables, but if even if you haven't been, you will still enjoy this wrap because the fillings are the filling of what's in it is still really good. So yeah. you end up not even missing the bread. Trust me on that. Yeah, so I agree. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, but I want to uh, sort of push this forward because I think that in the new year, along with making adjustments in our diet, we may also want to uh, start a new project, start a business. And Alex has done an amazing job sort of laying out the process of starting a blog. And one of the things that we both have, that we have in common that, you know, I just recently discovered is the idea of reaching out to people. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast before where I tell you, I actually, Alex, I actually thought that there was a protocol. I do a lot of, or I used to do a lot of webinars and like look at people, how they, you know, teach you how to do certain things. And you get into the habit of feeling like there is a process. There's this method that everybody is supposed to be following. And that if you're not following that method, that no one's going to find you credible. And that's sort of where I was with social media and reaching out to other brands to collaborate with. I I have a degree in marketing. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty smart cookie and I understand principles, but I'm sure you realize too, social media is just a whole nother animal. Exactly. Learn it and, and I didn't know it. Do it the same way you would if you were at a networking event live. You just talk to them like you would normally. And from that, I sort of just started reaching out to people. Hey, I love your content. I love what you're doing. And I have this podcast. Would you consider being on the podcast? That's what I did with you. I saw you on Courtney Kerr's show and I was like, oh my gosh, that that's who that is doing those pretty dishes on, <laughs> on Instagram. I need to talk to her. Yeah. But um, that was something that you mentioned on your website, guys. She's got, uh, let me see what that's called. It's called All About Blogging. 
how I got started, tips and tricks if you want to start one. And it's on her website, guys, and that will be on the page along with, it'll be in the comment box of Be The Brand TV, uh, but then it'll also be on the podcast episode page. So you'll be able to uh, read that for yourself. But Alex, tell us a little bit about that journey and starting the blog and help us with some really good tips on how to get started. For sure. And I think, like you said, there's no, with social media, it's so new and it's so changing. It's changing so quickly. I was stuck in the same position as you. As, As soon as I started to see my numbers grow, I was like, I feel like I could start working with brands, but nobody's reaching out to me. And my husband was like, well, maybe try reaching out to them. I was like, well, I don't know if I, if I can do that. He's like, well, what's it, what are they going to say? No. Like, what's what's wrong with that? If they say no. What's it going to hurt? It's like, you're so right. So I did, like you said, I just sent him a nice email being like, I love your products. I feel like it's perfect fit for my content. I'd love to share, to work with you guys in any form or fashion. And so many brands are like, absolutely, let's do it. And so it's, you really do have to put yourself out there. You don't have to worry about, you know, is this the right way of doing it? Um, and I think you just have to focus on, you know, being authentic and telling them, this is what I would, I would love to work with a team like you because this is what I already feed my kids and what I eat. And I just think that it's just a good fit for both of us. And so, I think not worrying about there being a certain strategy or anything like that is so important in blogging. And, you know, for a while there, when I, when my sister left and I was sitting there thinking, am I going to keep doing this? I knew that I needed to be more consistent. And I think that's with any job that you're doing, but with blogging, especially so many people will be like, Oh, I want to start a blog. And I was, I'm guilty of this when I first started you know, one week I'd put out a recipe. The next week I wouldn't put out anything. Another week I'd put out four recipes and it was just, my followers didn't know what to expect from me. They could tell that I didn't take it very seriously. And so I've set a goal for myself that's sustainable for me as a stay-at-home mom to post three times a week, three new recipes or three new blog posts, whatever it may be, so that my bloggers see that I do take this seriously like a business and I love and care about it and I wanna keep pushing content and sharing what I love with you guys. And so that being consistent, I swear my numbers started growing so much faster after I you know, took it more seriously and became more consistent. So I think that's definitely um, the number one most important thing about blogging because it, it, it was a hobby and I do love cooking, but I wanted this to be a little bit more than a hobby to me because I do spend so much time and put so much effort into it. And even though the money doesn't necessarily matter because I am sharing what I love in the whole scheme of things, if you're putting that much, um, you know, time and effort into it, you deserve to see, you know, something in return. And so I just had to remind myself of that. And even though I want to make money from it, that doesn't make me, I'm sorry, my computer. I didn't know what that was. I was like, okay, am I doing something? <laughs> know how do you um like you when you started you'd had low numbers and do you think there is a specific number of like followers and um because you mentioned on your site too about having a media kit but is is there a certain amount of followers that these um what do you call them that the brands would you know i don't i don't think so i mean of course they're gonna be more prone to work with someone that has a larger following but I think it's 
so important not to just focus on growing, you know, overnight. I see so many people that start a blog and they'll, you know, just try to get these big numbers real quick and, and do things to get big numbers that aren't authentic. And brands do see that your, that your numbers, your followers don't match up with like the engagement. And that's mm -hmm. huge too. But if you have 5,000 followers and you're getting a ton of likes per photo and your followers are really engaged, they're going to work with you because they're going to see like, oh, whatever, she might just be getting started. But whatever she's putting out there, they're loving it and they're grabbing on it. We need to work with her. So I think that's so important. Um, one thing I've seen so much lately is the loop giveaways to get followers. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a, there's a difference between like doing a giveaway with the brand that you're working with that you know that your followers love and it's a good match. And so that you guys can work together to help increase, you know, some awareness about them. Like, but there's also these things called loop giveaways and basically they'll get a pool of bloggers together and you basically pay to be in this giveaway and they'll give away something huge like an iPhone 8 plus or, you know, like 20 different huge items. I don't know. It could be anything, but it's a big, awesome giveaway. And basically what you have to do is follow the next blogger and like the next photo uh, until you end up back to square one. But then you get this flooding of new followers that don't care about your content. They're just doing it to win that mega prize and they're not going to be engaging with your content. And you essentially, yeah, you might have gotten 2000 followers by doing that one giveaway, but those are kind of dead followers in a way. They're just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And that to me is so frustrating because I've worked so hard to get to where I am and to get the amount of followers that I have authentically. And whenever people do that, I'm like, don't do that. If you care about what you're putting out there, and you're passionate about it, it's going to grow. And it might be hard, it might grow slow, but you don't need to focus on that number. I am so glad you said that because that my brand has grown slowly, but it's, it's people don't get what you just said. And that's yeah, why I believe your that followers, my brand has though, grown. Yeah, and even though there might not be that many there, each one of those followers are real. They care about what you're putting out there. They're there for a reason. And that's exactly. what I remind myself, you know, I go through months where sometimes I'll stay pretty stagnant and I try not to let that get me down because I'm like, I'm still keeping the ones that are there and they care about what I'm doing. So, it, and it just all kind of ebbs and flows, you know, January for me is a huge month. So I need to focus on the content that I put out because I know so many people are going to be new to the whole 30 and that's a big month for my growth. So, you know, as a business side of it, and if I want my numbers to grow, that's important, but I still need to, be true to who I am and grow correctly. So Alex is preaching guys. I say this all the time. <laughs> we can take a text and stop right here and just have our <laughs> amen corner on what she just said, because yeah. it is so important. And you are hearing this people from someone who has a huge following and she's telling you that authenticity is what is important. And it doesn't matter how fast you grow. It is about the engagement and the authenticity of that growth because people, you want people to follow you who want what you're giving the way you're giving it. That's how you maintain the loyalty. That's how you can sustain, like she said, sometimes she has stagnant growth, stagnant months, but she's sustaining. She's keeping those people because they're interested in what she's doing. These were not bot likes. These were not looped likes, what she says. They were 
people who saw I'm one of them. I'm one of the chicks who loves what she has, what she has out there. And it's been very helpful to me. So that's what you want. You want, even if your growth is steady, you want quality. It's not quantity. And it's not just us that are recognized that Instagram's trying to filter that out. And a lot of people get frustrated with the algorithm, but they're doing that because it's been so saturated and people are growing in these unauthentic ways. And they're like, we want to keep this to where people still love to look at it and don't feel like it's just getting saturated with fake, fake people. So those, those people that have these fake followers or these kind of essentially bought followers, they're going to the bottom of your feed and they're like, why is the algorithm messing me up? I'm like, you're messing your, yourself up. Mm -hmm, it's not right. the algorithm. The algorithm's trying to make people like me that are working our butts off and trying to gain followers the right way to help boost them. And, you know, it does, it, it can get you down, but if you just, I think, stay true to what you're putting out there, show that you care and stay passionate about it. I think it just all, it just organically happens. You probably don't have this problem, but I get people because I don't have nearly the following you have on Instagram, but I will get people that show up on my, in, in one of my pictures and they'll make a comment about how they love my content and I should go look at their page um, because when I go look at their page, it's they are teaching you how to get more Instagram followers or let me show you how to get more Instagram followers. And sometimes I'll delete the post, um, but I never reply or anything like that because it's like, no, if you get yourself into that situation, like you said before about these followers, they're not going to be the quality followers and they're not going to be the ones that stick with you and they're going to mess up your numbers. That's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do that. You want to maintain the, the, the quality. Yes. And Instagram did a big clean sweep and got rid of all the fake followers at one point. So all these bloggers were super embarrassed because their numbers just plummeted overnight mm -hmm. and everybody was like, Ooh, those were all fake. Well now, the loop giveaways are basically a way to get around it's what Instagram cleaned out. Mm -hmm. And at one point they're going to somehow clean that out too. And you're going to yeah. be left on your butt and you're going to be like, yep. all those followers you I got. Get found. You always yeah. get found out. I have a girlfriend who used to do events for uh, hair bloggers, uh, beauty bloggers. And uh, the way we would know that the blogger had fake followers was you count on their engagement to help with ticket sales and things like that. And when she wasn't seeing any affiliate links for the like particular bloggers, it's like, okay, so where did all your, you know, 20,000, 30,000 followers, where are they? Because at least 10% of them or 5% of them should have bought a ticket if they're really engaged. And yeah. so you, you, you end up, like you said, shooting yourself in the foot because you're going to get found out if there's no engagement. Yes, for sure. And I think that's so important. If you're small and you're trying to make it, you just have to realize you just got to be authentic and put it out there because brands see that. And there's a way, I don't know how they look into it, but they know. And if you have to only 5,000, 10,000 followers and you don't think they want to work with you, if you're getting engagement, they're going to want to work with you in some form of fashion. They might not pay you, but they might send you some free stuff and you might figure out a way to work together. And then from there, you'll continue to grow. Um, Cause I know that's how yeah. it was for me. <laughs> Well, listen, you have given us so much to think about for 2018. We know a lot more about changing our dietary plan and living a healthier life in the new year and, and um, some tips that we can use to uh, be more encouraged or stay encouraged as we change our eating and our lifestyle. And then we also got the bonus of learning about blogging and how to do that and 
um, some tips on like just being consistent and reaching out and asking the question instead of waiting on people to reach out to you. One other thing that you had on your blog post, I hope you guys go and look at this, um, is that she talks about the media kit. She's got a link on there and um, I love that idea also. So I want you guys to check her out is the defined dish. If nothing else, please, please, please go look at her Instagram because I'm telling you, mouth, you'll be drooling at the pictures. <laughs> I'm telling you. You'll be drooling. Um, I really appreciate you being here, Alex. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Um, I did want to tell you, though, um, one of the reasons that I follow uh, Court Place um, was I met her years and years ago. She will never remember this, but I met her years and years ago when I was styling a fashion show, uh, and I styled one of her friends, and she came to the show. So I've cherished that picture, and I just want you to see, you know, my lashes. Lobo. <laughs> I, I got that from Courtney's video. So you can tell her. She's so good at what she does. I love it. <laughs> I'll tell her. So anyway, I hold you, but I do appreciate you. And you can look well, at like loving you. your pictures. Well, thanks so for having me. I can read it. <laughs> yeah, when you see AF Patrick, the likes or comments, you'll know that came from me. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. You enjoy your holiday. And uh, guys, we will see you in the next podcast. And uh, be, be the brand TV. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.